0: Yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Oh, no, here we go again. The big homie, Canard Man, we in the house. I got Britt in the house. Say hello, Britt. All right, well, it looks like that's not working already, so we gonna get to it. (laughs) What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the homie, Canard Man, look. Uh, we are here again. My name is Kennard. We got Brittany King correspondent. Once again, clearly we trying to work out some, uh, <laughs> technical difficulties, but it is what it is. We're going to get to it. Um, I would tell you, uh, it's been a crazy week, man. Look, the truth is, is that, uh, Chadwick Boseman passing really messed me up it really did uh it was very hard for me to deal with as as a black man just because he was a superhero and not only was he a superhero to me but he was um a superhero to my son he was a superhero to a lot of us as black panther uh 2020 has been crazy, right? 2020 has been very, very hard to deal with. Um, And so I I just wanted to talk about superheroes, which you're going to notice a lot of times in this show, uh, you know, it's a situation where um, I find inspiration from whoever. And I was having a conversation once again with my son, and he was talking about being a superhero, And I had to explain to him about, you know, Black Panther passing, right? Um, It's a situation where, uh, you know, how do you explain to a child that a superhero has passed away? You know? Uh, how do you explain to your son who's at a point in his life where, like, superheroes is what he's all about? Like, if you ask him what he want to do, it's like, yo, dad, I want to be, be a superhero. Um, and to have to tell him, you know, then he's asking questions. How did it happen? You know, I, and I, I don't think I was the only parent. I think that there was another parent that said that, uh, You know, he had to explain to his son. His son said, well, you know, did COVID-19 do it? Did, uh, you know, did the police do it? Which I thought was, you know, that's crazy in itself. Um, I think for the most part, you know, having to explain that Black Panther is gone, you know, it's been very hard this week. Um, As well for myself, as a black man... Watching another black man be uh, a superhero um, is just very hard. But I would tell you superheroes are needed. Superheroes are needed because superheroes inspire hope. My upbringing was a little bit different. Like my number one hero is is like my father. Like if I'm just keeping it real. Uh, I was lucky. I'm not like a, a lot of my brethren and my sisters in the respect that I'm in the super minority that my father was around. And not only was he around, like I live with him. I grew up with him. I talked with him. Uh, you know, heroes save people. That's what, what heroes do. And, uh, you know, it's a situation where I think for the most part, regular people can be heroes. And for me, my father was mine because as a black man, he put me in a situation where more than likely he saved my life. Uh, By talking with me, having a conversation with me, teaching me how to be a man. Uh, I would say, you know, in regards to superheroes, like this dude was a maintenance man. I don't think uh, he's made uh, in the peak of his career, I don't think he made more than maybe 35 grand a year. You know what I'm saying? He was in the hood fixing toilets, you know? Um, but he decided to invest in me and his other children so that we may have better opportunities. Heroes are important because they give you something to hope for in a positive light, that you can be different, that you have an opportunity to put yourself in a situation where you can be successful. My father isn't my only superhero. I I would tell you there have been other superheroes throughout my life Uh, People that I looked up to and I thought were superheroes uh, that I follow business wise because, you know, the truth is, is as much money as my father made, as much money as my mother made, they didn't have enough to save and learn about finances like we were doing good enough just to get by. And now I'm the next generation. And so I have to follow superheroes so I can learn more information, so I can find more opportunities. You know, I follow Jay-Z as being an artist. Like, to me, that's the ultimate story of... Like, this dude was a superhero. He came from nothing. You know, he built what he owns. You know? And he took himself. I wanted to learn more about money. Even understanding the drug game, like, I got it. I wanted to understand about finance, real estate. I wanted to understand what it was that it took to be on that level. And in that way... Uh, you know, these people are superheroes, right? Because they give us hope. And that's what Chadwick did. Chadwick gave us hope. As a black actor, the tragedy in losing the superhero is that he'll never be able to continue his evolution and pass down the awareness of knowledge that he gained. I watched one of his... uh I think it was the graduation speech at Howard and I was inspired. You know, I saw Michael B. Jordan say he was inspired to live the rest of his days like Chadwick Boseman lived his life. It's the hard part about losing a superhero because the superhero is no longer there to save you directly. Now they've left some gems for you to learn from. They've left some things for you to Uh, grow from that's what superheroes do and so you know it was very very hard to go to my my son and say hey you know Black Panther is gone it was very hard for me to watch this speech where I mean from beginning to end he tells you his story about rejection you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit, but but we've probably seen it. You should go and look it up, check it out. Uh, I think it was the Howard University graduation where he speaks on getting his first job. And he spoke up on the character because it had uh, stereotypical assumptions and he wanted to understand the character. And those questions put him in a situation where after he shot an episode, they fired him. And it hurt, but he bounced back and he grew. That was good, Vic. I think that, you know, it's a situation of... It's a true tragedy in the end is what it is. It's a true tragedy. And so for me, I think that, you know, it's important to acknowledge he was... He was a hero, you know, he, he was, he was somebody that inspired hope because we saw him in a movie, you know, and and he put us in a situation where, you know, we believed all the little kids running around, uh, you know, and they're, they're in a situation where they're wearing the black Panther mask. Right? They're running around on Halloween. Wakanda forever. You know, it it was a a, a beautiful thing to see. And so, you know, I think that it's just tragic, man. It's tragic. What do y'all think about it? What are the thoughts Give me one second. Let me know what you're thinking. What's on your mind? I, it was hard for me. How did the parents, if you listen to me, how did you explain it to your kids? You know? How did you explain to your child that Black Panther Chadwick Boseman passed away? It's just, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say, man. All right, look, I'm going to bring my my homie in. I think we got the technical difficulties. Uh, Let me see what we got. Yo, Britt, what's good? How you feeling? What you think? Oh, I don't think I'm getting the audio. Let me see. Talk to me. No, no audio. Hold on, I'm here. Okay, there we go. She was Got it. Yeah, I got you.
1: Silly, silly bread. Um, it was definitely a sad week that was topped by a sad, sad moment. It kind of put me over, low key. Um, it just didn't seem like a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a godson who lived and breathed for Black Panther. I didn't even want to talk to the kid about it. He's six. I don't want to, I don't want to have those conversations. I'm like that's for your parents, not for yeah. me. But um it was just it almost seemed unreal. And maybe it's because my most familiar experience with him was through Black Panther and he was a hero. Heroes heroes don't die. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um and the fact that it was so shocking was I think the part that Took me over. It just came out of nowhere. It wasn't anything that we had any preparation for. Yeah. Even though we might have had a little bit of preparation, but you know, as the culture, sometimes we don't always pay the best attention.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm not. I, I'm a comedian by heart, and I had to apologize because I was one of the ones I, I didn't necessarily make fun of him directly. I actually, I like, I was losing weight, and I was like, yo. You know, when I come out of Corona, you know, don't think that I'm sick. And I posted a picture of him in a frail state. Now, mm. and at that time, like I didn't know, you know, I, I sus- suspected he may be sick, but I really thought that he could be preparing for a role. I know we saw the photos of 50 Cent. Um, I, I was sad because I really wanted to know. Like, I, I wish they would have told us so I could pray. Like, right. I, I would have prayed for the brother. You know what I'm saying? I would have got on my knees and asked God, you know, like, like, yo, send, send beautiful energy his way, right? you know, and uplift him. And so, you know, I have to apologize to Chadwick and his family. You know, I immediately took it down. I I was ashamed and I was saddened by it, you know? Um, Yo, Vic, I feel you it's 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 amazing that he was still making vo- movies Vic Kennard, my cousin shout out to you he was like yo he has been dealing with it for 4 years yeah that that's amazing on, on top of it he was still he was still out there doing good works he was going to hospital talking to you know terminally ill children one of the, his last conversations with one of his friends was about getting together to do something for somebody else You know, how? That was the superhero part of it all, I think.
1: Um, Black Panther alone, or Black Panther dismissed, like, what he was doing while he was so ill is the amazing part
0: to me, personally. Right, because... (laughs) Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. Because that's a time to be selfish. Right. Being sick... Having cancer, my mother passed away from it eight years ago. That is a time to be selfish. Exactly, Vic. My uncle as well passed away from cancer. Mm. My uncle Cal, Vic's own. You know, cancer That's- is something that I feel is is universal. It ain't got no race. You know, it's something that. Everybody that has had a family member involved knows the degradation in which your body goes through killing itself when you go through chemo, you know? Um, And for him to not be selfish, for him to find the energy through all of the drugs that he was probably taking, right? My mom at one point was taking 30 pills a day. Like Chadwick Boseman continue to go and film
1: to give us things
0: to To give give us women. You know what I mean? You know? So I I just, I look at it. I'm like, wow. Yo, Derek Haley. I, I I don't know. Derek Haley as do, do you think that Chadwick would want the character to continue with another actor because of the importance of symbolism? He would. No, no. If we had asked Chadwick, he'd look down from heaven and say that that story probably needs to go on for the hope of black kids everywhere.
1: He'd probably say we were insane if we didn't want it to.
0: Exactly. Right. Right. Um, But I don't know if I want it. Mm. Some people, some people have offered up some alternatives. Let's talk about them. Really quick. Someone said that, <laughs> okay, look, I follow the Marvels. They said Thanos should have, whatever, he, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character should come back. He should magically appear and go on to be T'Challa for the rest of the time. He should be Black Panther. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know how the story is going to be told. (laughs) I I think you probably do it like Will Smith did on Viv. You just, you just have a new character. This is who it is. I don't know if you can kill him off. It doesn't follow a a storyline.
1: We get a light skinned Black Panther like they did on Viv. That switch up. We can't, we don't have time for that.
0: No, I I mean... <laughs> I think you gotta... I, honestly, for me, I would choose Idris Elba. But I don't know how people feel. You Like, they should have made him 007, in my opinion. But I, I heard that it's a woman, and that's dope. The next one, maybe. But but for me, personally, I think Idris would fit the role. Um, There's a brother, I'm gonna just murder his name, is... He's been in a couple of movies. He does martial arts. It's like Chukwuk and Fool or something like that. I I messed that up, y'all. Forgive it's
1: okay. Me. The African brethren and sister, and they know we don't always <laughs> get it there. It's
0: yeah, okay. I mean, but this brother has done a, a ton of movies. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But, but there are a couple of guys I think fit the role. Um, but I don't know if I want to see it. You know, I had friends telling me they wanted they they were watching his movies over the over the weekend, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because I was gonna miss him. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I don't know. Derek Haley say we should recast. Maybe so. What you think? I think it's probably the easiest thing to do. You think so?
1: I think. I'm not, you know, I'm not a movie buff. I'm not a movie stickler. I just know how pivotal Black Panther was. And for them to try to work Michael B. Jordan into that role, that wouldn't work out, I don't think. So I just think they should start fresh, unfortunately.
0: They lost a good one. Who would be your recommendation?
1: You know I ain't got no recommendation. Ask me about music. Don't ask me about a movie. <laughs> I feel you. You could be Black
0: Panther. I could. Y'all look. They don't know. They don't know. It might be some pictures of me out there a couple Halloweens ago in my fat Black Panther suit. It might be out there. I got a mask or two. I might not be doing kicks, but if they can give me some of that technology. I challenge you to post one on your Instagram. I think I got one. I have to look. Do it. I was in the Black... Spandex <laughs> Let's go. Let's with the go. <laughs> with the black cat uh sandals. Yeah, I'm stepping on them. You're <laughs> saying I'm out here. <laughs> Look, man, rest in peace. we kind of forever to the homie uh Chadwick Boseman We're definitely you're definitely gonna be missed, bro. Uh you know, rest in power. That being said, we're gonna, we gonna move on to the news, all right, Britt. What we got for the news on
1: uh, in the vein of heroes, right? Let's talk about a modern hero, real quick, real quick, okay? Um, uh, Tyler Perry, he is. I would say someone to look up to. He is a hero. He is now officially a billionaire. Um, He has made over, I believe 1.4 billion in pre-tax income since 2005, according to Forbes. Um, First owned, first independently owned um, studio by African-American, which essentially helps him rake in all this money because he owns the rights. He owns the sets, and his returns are that much higher. Um, And also, he came from almost nothing. Um, He was homeless. We remember his story. He was very much the homeless at one point, and now he's officially a billionaire. So I have nothing but congratulations to give to
0: the good sir, Tyler Perry. So this is what I'm going to say. Give Tyler Perry his flowers while he is here. Mark I am afraid eventually they may try and do something to him because he is accumulating wealth and power and he is empowering individuals in the African-American community. I just, I really, 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 really want to salute the brother because the truth is, is, He is an American success story as a minority. And he is exactly what we talk about when we talk about superhero. He is giving you hope that you can come from nothing and build it into something that allows you to influence your community in a positive way. You know what? Golf clap for the homie Tyler Perry becoming... A billionaire. More than a golf club. He deserves it. We should stand and ovate, but I'm going to be out of frame. (laughs) But I feel you. High cloud. High (laughs) cloud. I think... I'm not even going to lie. As a content creator, I hope one day that I can get to Atlanta and work in his studios. It would be a huge honor for me. You know? uh, As a black creator... Once again, he falls in the realm of superhero for me uh, in that he does something by creating it and owning it himself. He creates generational wealth and he isn't afraid to give other black creators an opportunity as well. He isn't afraid to share the information, right? the information ain't for everybody. Not everybody is gonna get it. Not everybody is gonna do what's needed. But from the outside looking in, Tyler Perry is is for the people. He built his empire off of his community, and we've supported him. And so from it's, the ground up, from the ground up, we we were yeah. the ones going to his plays. We were the ones that were in the movie theaters, and, and so. It's, it's, it's beautiful to see him give back knowledge as well as give back opportunity. I have nothing but great things to say about Tyler Perry as a black man, as an entrepreneur uh, and as a, as a leader, you know, shout out to the homie, man. Shout out to the homie. For sure. Next story that I, uh, I would
1: like to bring up really quickly is there was a slightly misleading um, meme situation going around last week, this week also, about 39 children being found in a double wide trailer in Georgia and wondering how that's not at the top of the news, right? Turns out it wasn't quite that, essentially. I thought that it was initially, and I really didn't do my due diligence to look into it until recently, where they said it was a part of um operation not forgotten and it was a thrust to recover children that were either sexually assaulted um part of like kidnapping sex trafficking so what happened was they rescued 26 children um and 13 children were safely located so it wasn't like they were chilling hanging out in a trailer um it's that they recovered them from different areas all within Georgia and 13 of them were found safely and left where they were found. I think that gives us a little bit of insight as to how the internet can twist and, and and manipulate our brains just a tad bit.
0: I think one is awesome that they were located, found two there needed to be more information about it. Mm -hmm. Because I agree with you as well. When I first read it, I was confused. Uh, You know, kids under the age of 18 are largely discriminated against, like old people in this country, uh, those above 60, 55. Those are the largest groups of people who are discriminated against in this country. And a lot of times kids under the age of 18 that go missing. You know, it's not huge efforts put into that. Sometimes because kids run away, sometimes because there are kidnapping networks. To me, even with the information you just gave me, because that's the most up-to-date information I have, um, I think that it still needs to be a bigger story. I think that we need to talk about it as a country that, you know, kids do go missing every day, you know? Uh, and not only kids. I mean, people are bold nowadays. People run up on women jogging. Like, like. so you think that they won't ju- run up on kids or, or kids are not trafficked or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's a conversation to me that, that needs to be had. Um, but I am glad that 13 were safely located. I don't know if that means they were in safe environments. Right. That's they how were, I understood it. Right. They were previously thought, you know, maybe they were runaways and then uh, the other 26 were, were just, you know, found in bad situations and recovered. Uh, that's there were
1: some charges that were already, that were pressed uh, against their um, parents and whoever was supposed to be in charge so of their lives. charges wives. were brought up. Right. On some of them. Not okay. all of them. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good. I think that anybody that deals in child crime should be in a jail for a very, 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 very long time. Put them under the jail. Yeah, just death penalty probably applies in my <laughs> opinion. They're children. Yeah. Kill kill these people, whoever they are. I think it would stop, honestly. You know, anything that has to do with kids, I, I support the death penalty. You don't you don't deserve to exist. Uh, so some people will say, "Well, it's a mental illness." Nah, I, you know, mm. is it, that it, arguable? I, I, I look. I'm not advocating for mental illness or not. You know, I'm trying to decide if that's an arguable case. Somewhat.
1: Just but, the same way that people say that alcoholism and drug addiction is a mental illness.
0: I could see that. Yeah. I, I Look, I, I don't disagree, but I, you know.
1: You're nasty. You could be still I'm mentally a, ill, but you're nasty. You know, the
0: thing is, is I'm a father. So I'm going to just keep okay. it okay. real. Okay. As yeah. a father, I have to protect. And I'm just, Mark. I'm not going for that. Am I wrong, people? Is it a mental, you know, is it a mental illness type of situation? Let us know. I'd like to know. I'm asking you. How do you feel about I don't want to
1: say that it's a mental illness because we feel that that strongly about it, we're not going to be like, oh, they're sick. Uh, I
0: almost That's went. how I feel anyway. I don't want to be like, oh,
1: uh, well, they may not be well. I'm like, no, you're a nasty bastard. That's it.
0: Let's just keep it real. Mental health has been at the forefront, I would say, for the last year or two, and it's something to be discussed. I'm yeah. not saying that it's beyond being a mental health issue. I just still think that it should be met with the harshest punishment of death. That's just me. I have to protect. I'm a father. You know, those kind of things can affect a child for the rest of their lives. Right, right. You know, as a child, you know, you have to deal with demons of why people didn't care enough about you to protect you from the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to, to grow up and and then learn how to trust individuals after you've been violated and you know the psychology of a child's brain. And so for me, that's just that's how I feel. But but you know, I don't got all the answers. I ain't right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm sure other people feel other ways, but that's how I feel. What we got next in the news?
1: Uh, we could talk about really briefly how Corona is ruining the office economy for the most part. Um, there's office buildings that are empty as hell. Mm. Um, they're shutting down. Remote work is clearly taken over. People are finding out that they don't need these big air conditioned offices like they are used to having. Um, especially with how we work today. Everyone has a laptop. You take it and you go and you work. Um, business travel was 70% of the airline's moneymakers and they're losing out uh, coffee shops. People are not doing that so much anymore because they're at home. Um, so this COVID situation is really impacting our, our work life Way, way more than I think we even see now as we work at home. But for the future, um, I think we're going to see a ton of changes.
0: Yeah. So let me say this. I truly feel sorry. And I really, really empathize with those individuals that have lost their job. I really do. I get it. It almost reminds me of nine eleven when or not nine eleven, but like the bubble that went around in New York when people started losing their jobs due to the economy crashing, right? And there was a lot of guys in New York making a ton of money that were committing suicide because they couldn't pay their bills. Uh, it was affecting the auto industry. There was a lot of individuals. Uh, mid-tier guys making a whole bunch of money and then, you know, they were out. They didn't have ways to take care of their families uh, and they couldn't cope. I believe there's a lot of that going on now. Uh, For whatever reason, in the United States, we go through this where there's a shift. And for the most part, you have to find ways to adapt. There are a lot of businesses going out of businesses. There are a lot of restaurants that are no longer going to be coming back. Um, airline tickets, I imagine, are going to skyrocket because business travel—you know—that industry. I pay attention to the money. Warren Buffett—he was out. He said, I can't even—I can't even be in the airline industry based on what's going on today. And so for me. I think if you have skills that allow you to work from home, it's great. If you've pivoted and you've put yourself in a position where you can make money from your house, that's great. Unfortunately, there's a large part of us that rely on Starbucks Industries and going to the office and getting food at lunch and uh, going to a bar uh, for happy hour uh you know selling food and and you know hitting the Mexican join up or the food truck food trucks up uh I imagine a lot of those are struggling and it is newsworthy because I don't you have these millions of people who either had dreams of owning businesses uh you have these millions of people uh, who, who were trying to provide for themselves and, you know, their industries are down. And I don't know what the answer is other than to, you know, really try and pivot. I know that we had unemployment for a while and, uh, you know, they tried to take that away, but I don't, I don't know what, what do, what are we going to do? What do people do?
1: Have you ever been through a global pandemic
0: before?
1: I have not. I haven't either. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. I I don't, I just, I
0: don't know what to do.
1: (laughs) But that's okay, though. That's the, that's the beauty in things. Being able to say like, I, I don't know. We don't always have to have an answer. And I literally don't know.
0: I mean, those industries are not, they may not ever come back. That's the difference between a depression, a recession, Like, you know, in a recession, you lose a couple of businesses. In a depression, you lose a lot more, but eventually you come back. And a lot of the bigger companies, uh, a lot of the bigger companies, you know, they, if they don't adapt, you know, they go. The the time of brick and mortar. Oh, I know. You know, the time of brick and mortar is, is, is gone. You know, Best Buy, all of that. You know, Amazon, even though you still feel like you're upset because you got to wait two days for your stuff to be delivered, it's convenient. And so if people don't adapt, if businesses don't adapt, you got to do something else. You know what I'm saying? And and that's all that article is saying. That's all the news is saying is, look, this is what it is. I agree, Rolando. Roly, to the homie, shout out to you. Not all will survive, but this will be an opportunity for those who have tried to get, aim- get in the game to get in. Yeah, Vic said the problem is we don't have leadership. So, so let me talk to both of those points. Roley, you, you, you bring up a great point. I would tell those that are on watching me now, watching this podcast is a product of me adapting to my environment. I learned, you know, a while ago as a musician, you know, that music is secondary in regards to entertainment now. So I started a podcast so people could get to know me and I can get to know you so I can engage with you so I can give you my thoughts. So then when I release my music, you are like, oh, I get it. You know, he drops knowledge. He a funny, silly dude that just loves doing music. And so you are seeing me adapt right before your eyes. Mm -hmm. I am trying to enter into a market and pivot because I believe that this gives me an opportunity to engage with you, right? I think now is a great opportunity for those entrepreneurs... That see a solution to the problem. Ask yourself right now, if you're an entrepreneur, what the problem is. Listen to the people. How can you fix it? Come up with a solution. Create a business and make revenue or or invest in it. Now, that's easy talk. It takes time, but the market is open for that. The market is open for opportunity, right?
1: It took us a little bit. But I also had to make a pivot myself, so I definitely understand. For those, Um,
0: go ahead. I was about to say, uh, give them uh, background on what you do.
1: I am a wedding and event coordinator. And as we all know, COVID has ruined events and weddings for the pretty much for the entire year.
0: Yeah, 2022.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we had to dead pretty much our whole year. Um, We either got a a cancellation or rescheduling of every wedding, almost every wedding or event that we had. All year long. Um, so as wedding and party people, what we had to do, shout out to us a uh, black minority female owned business. Shout out one, point, one time. Um, we said to ourselves, what can we do um to give people the experience that we give on a large scale, but on a micro level, because we're supposed to be at home and we're supposed to be safe. Right. So we started doing party boxes. And it will supply people with everything they needed to have a little safe celebration at home. We deliver it hands-free. We send text messages and emails when things are delivered. And it's been received really, really well. For us, it was awkward at first to have to go from selling ourselves as a service to then selling ourselves as a good. Because we're used to selling our brain. We're used to selling ideas. We're used to selling uh, that part of ourselves and not so much providing a physical product. Um, so the first couple months were a little bit difficult in that respect to, to get our footing in that. But ultimately, it's turned out to be very um, beneficial for us because it's given us a wider spread where a lot of people don't need a planner or a coordinator for something other than a wedding. And some people don't need us for that either. Um, I think it takes a certain amount of income or a certain need a desire to want a planner but doing the pivot of the boxes has allowed us to affect a lot more people on a micro level which is good It's kept us um in a good space and introduced us to a lot
0: more people so it's working out and there it is once again you're in a situation you got to figure it out you got to pivot and, and, and while I empathize with the people that have lost their jobs and while I empathize with the businesses that are going away, I also understand that only the strongest survive and there's no time to dilly-dally. You got to get yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying? And so shout out to you. That's super dope. I'm glad I was already aware, but now they are. Um, that being said, also let me address uh, the leadership and then we'll move on uh, to our next segment. The leadership, this is why it is important that you vote. Listen. Because the truth is we are in this situation because the top doesn't know what they're doing, right? When you have somebody at the head of a company and they're guiding a company, their success is largely dependent upon Someone at the top who hires the right individuals and the right team to lead you forward so you can be successful. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, but a good leader wins more than he loses. Now, once again, I said last week, if you could honestly look at Trump and say that you feel that the country is in a better position to move forward the next four years with him, I would not be upset if you voted for him, if that's what you felt. If you honestly searched your heart and said, yo, this guy's doing a great job. We're divided. (laughs) We struggling. You know what I'm saying? People dying. People protesting. People hate each other. And a lot of that is coming from the top people. You know, I I'm, I don't want to go, you know, super deep into it. But the truth is, is a lot of times the reflection of a product is solely based on what a leader's capability is in a dire situation. And I would tell you, you know, if I was Joe Biden, I would be running on bringing the country together. I don't know why he isn't. Uh, It makes me think he's not in tune, right? Like, that would be the rally cry. Yo, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, bringing the country together. Like, like, that's where I would go as a marketing campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be the opposite. Huh? You would think it's that simple. That's all he would need to do. Because I I can guarantee you the one thing that, that I believe, you know, for the most part, White people are ready to come together that, you know, once again, the media gives us the minority. I've had white people reach out to me like, yo, Kennard, I support you. I know what you're going through. And I I, I believe, at least I hope, right? I hope that they're more on the side of humane treatment, right? All that being said, I would really like us to have conversations don't dialogue, move forward as a country, and try and get better, right? Um, all that being said, a lot of times um, it, it really just comes down to leadership. And, 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 and I want to take that even one step further and we'll move along, but leadership in your own endeavors. If you're not getting the results you want in your own endeavors, you have to look at it yourself, I create a lot of my own content. I own a lot of my own content. If I don't put my content out, the only person I can blame is myself. If my content isn't up to my standard, the only person I can blame is me. When somebody looks at something that I release, they're going to say either, yo, he's dope, he got it, or "No, that's kind of whack. But it's a reflection upon me, and then if I work with other people, I have to be a good leader to get the best product. And so to me I totally agree Vic. I totally agree Roly. A lot of this comes down to you know, leadership as well as perspective. That being said, we're going to get into our last segment. Let's rock to the off the top. And here we go. All right. So what we got? You got some words for me, uh, for those that's tuning in. Look, it's the homie Canar. It's Brett. Brett. If y'all like what we doing, share it. Uh, if you don't like it, share it and talk about how bad it is. I don't care. Share it either way. Uh, don't do that. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Either I way, don't I'm. It. I'm gonna come and do what I'm doing anyway. I'm gonna be here anyway. <laughs> um but if you like what we doing, share it. Uh if you don't share it this week, uh feel feel free to uh you know watch it and then share it tomorrow. Uh you know, Rolly, it is kind of garbage, but but this is just what I do, man. I get it in and I have a good time. I'm glad to be here. Uh shout out to uh Derek Haley as well as uh, Head Mac, yo, homies, they subscribed, they shared it. Head Mac shared it. I don't know if y'all, I can see when you share it. So if you share it, you know, I'm going to shout you out. as mad love. Uh, That being said, if you're watching on my live stream, canard.com slash live stream, you want to participate, click the click. Facebook icon, comment. It's on comment. YouTube. It's on Twitch.
1: Yeah. All it's, that. It's
0: all that. All right. Now that we didn't got that out the way, look, Let we're going to do... uh. Off the top, Brittany going to give me some topics. I'm going quick reactions. See if we can have some fun.
1: Ready for them? Yeah, let's go. Off the top, Krispy Kreme Donuts.
0: Fat Boy. I mean, all of those. They soft and pillowy. Yes, Come yes, on. y'all.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite one? What's your favorite?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, just the classic glazed.
1: All right. You're good with me. Next <laughs> just, one. Go ahead. MTV VMAs.
0: I don't even really care. Honestly, I, I didn't. So the news that I got back from that was M- machine gun. Kelly was one of the best dressed and like, that was the highlight. Like I don't, oh, what? yeah, he was like oh in a pink God. suit. Oh. I just, who cares? You know, I think somebody's publicist probably wrote that story. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I should probably be in tune, but I'm not, I don't remember either. when we used to be excited for that. I, I did. I used to be excited back in the day. I mean, I was a huge fan of the VMAs because I, I thought I should have been on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That being said, uh, it is what it is. Shout out to Hair Matt. Look, yo, the green screen is popping. We at the bar right now.
1: I'm going to get me one. Y'all ain't going to keep giving me <laughs> We at the bar
0: right now. I'm going to
1: get me a green screen. You going to tell me you like mine too. Oh, that's funny. I'm sensitive. Funny Next
0: one. It. Yeah.
1: Um bottle service.
0: Uh I think bottle service ruined clubs.
1: Ooh. You're right. I think you're right.
0: I think that bottle service ruined clubs because now everybody just wanna be in the VIP. Everybody just wanna stand around. Everybody just wanna be seen. And you know, I'ma keep it real. I'm not going to do bottle service unless I feel like uh there is a a marketing ploy with it, other than that you're not gonna see me doing bottle service buying a four hundred dollar bottle um that's thirty dollars you know I just think i'm I'm about saving money you know and I Bottle service, unless I got, like, a, a record out or, you know, I'm I'm giving a presentation. I'm good. I would much rather dance as well. I know y'all don't know that. Uh-oh, a, wait a minute. I, yeah, I'm a dancer. I cut rug. I'm oh, old school. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. are we going to get dance moves? Is the I,
1: question. Look,
0: I have been debating doing, um... I debated doing TikTok with my son oh. just because, uh, you know, he liked it, you know, and I had to let people know, man. I get out here and I don't think that the fat oh, boy ain't got no moves, yo, man. I'm so excited. Yo, fat boy got moves, man. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Like, had I got to my performance South by Southwest, like y'all was gonna see me get my heavy D on. You, heard? I was gonna hot step. Ha, hey, yeah. <laughs> what... You know what I'm saying? So, I'm a dancer. I'm. I'm not. I mean, I remember being in Vegas when I was a young buck. Like, I, I 80s, 90s dancer. Like, I need some space. I don't even want no. know. Oh, you can't even be near me, baby girl. I'm going to need some space. I'm about to, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know what I'm wild. saying? Like, I'm going to need some room. I'm going to get to it. I was probably being looked at weirdly, but I, I mean, I was there for a good time. Not for a long time. Next.
1: Uh, Rasta Adele.
0: Man. Oof. Problematic. Maybe. I look, I just I'm not as upset as other black people are. I've seen some black people upset for the the cultural appropriation. Is it black people or Jamaican people? No, i black Twitter was they was lit. I I, I wanted to read up. and just see. yeah, black Twitter was yeah, they was giving her with the with the Bantu knots and I, I don't... White people love us. I just don't care. You I know, as long them. as they, they treat us right. yeah, with like, respect and they... You know, I didn't think it was derogatory. I didn't think that she was coming oh, yeah. out with a Jamaican album. You know what I'm saying? That I just think crazy. that she, she's just in the moment, you know? Pick up the block. <laughs> yeah. <now>. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> you Is it me you're looking for? So, I, you know, I just you know, good for her. I'm not Um, mad as a black man. I I didn't feel that she was out of pocket, but I don't be walking around with negative energy just be looking to be mad at something. You know what I'm saying? I mean,
1: you got the Jamaican flags on your tits. It's all good, whatever. I mean, if your boobies is out there
0: and it's representing the the culture, it's for the culture. it was for Carnival. It was for Carnival. That be be, It would be different. She was out there having a good time. You know what I would really love to see is her at a a Black Lives Matter protest dressed like that. <laughs> then Best we can have a real conversation. That you won't. Next no. one. Next. Karen's. I love Karen's. I'm glad that Karen's are finally getting their just due. I, I love I love that Karen's are upset that Karen is the a derogatory word. You know, like like I seen a woman say, it is derogatory to call us a Karen. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great. I'm glad that you are finally being recognized for who you are. And it's okay to be a Karen. You've been Karen for years. It's just now we're capturing and it on that, the phones. My eyes roll back in my
1: head so bad. like It hurts the way that my eyes roll back when they get offended by the name alone. Good, and it gives me joy in my spirit, actually yeah. as
0: well. when I come but, across a Karen, i be checking them too. I look, I just, I, I don't want nobody to think I'm mean, but if I if I feel you out of pocket, I'm checking you. I almost had a Karen type of situation, you know. We got the mask on. I'm running out of CVS. The lady tried to check me. I was like, "Look, this is not the day." It, look, I had to get the Benadryl. Okay. It, I can't breathe. Okay. It, it's allergies and people don't want you sneezing on them. I'm right. out here with the bitter drill and you trying to say I didn't pay for this. Now right. it was my fault I threw the receipt away. Uh, but I had to go, I had to go all the way into my online banking and show her. And even after I showed her, she was like, Can you come in? I was like, ma'am, I'm going to work. You got to do what you gotta do. Right. She got on the phone. I was up out there. <laughs> she could have been calling them. I had to go. <laughs> I had to take my Benadryl. Next. Leggings. Like the black leggings, the yoga pants.
1: Like any color. Yeah. Thanks God.
0: Spandex pants. Thanks God. Okay. I appreciate God. God. I just, you know, whoever made the, the, the leggings and the, yeah, the yoga pants. That's bonus question. Yeah. Bonus question. Leggings versus
1: summer dresses. Pick one.
0: Ooh. What, what, one, look, what y'all one say is out gone here?
1: Forever. One Yo, is gone for the rest of time.
0: Who won't lie? I know we are live. What y'all say? We going One's leggings go. or One's we going sundress? Go. I don't. I, so the hard part is, is I don't think that you could get rid of leggings because they're just everyday wear. But I prefer, I don't think it's nothing more beautiful than a shape inside of a sundress on a beautiful sunny day
1: <laughs> what a high high split
0: yeah i just Come you on. know when it move and it flow i'm just I, I, I would prefer the sundress but the problem is, is you can't wear the sundress to uh every situation you know you know you lounge around the house in yoga pants and it's liable to get, you know, life started out here in these streets. You the know, summer,
1: but, but hold on though. Low key though, the sundress
0: don't hit if you don't have ass to hit with. I agree. No, can kind of I agree. Consudo can, can form ass. Yeah, form, no, yeah, it's a lot with. of leggings the sundress out here. ain't
1: the same if you ain't got yeah. the ass to hit.
0: It's a lot of leggings out here saving some of these girls. Angles be messed up. Oh, as soon as you it. get into the crib, them, them leggings pop off. You, what is that? Little <laughs> on
1: the booty crack. That little where it gathers. That make ass.
0: That's funny. The homie manifest said uh, leggings. I, I'm with Roly. I'm a summer dress dude. I just. That's I think, life. I, I think it
1: might be. Dare I say generational? It could be. Yeah, I, I
0: just I, I feel like people like to keep the old school shit. They're
1: just like, ooh, just a lady being the lady in a dress. Well, like, my um,
0: thing is right. I, I would say like I think the sundress when it's right, you break your neck. You crash your car. Leggings, right? leggings. You just you you nod in, in approval. Oh, that's dope. I see you. It looks good. <laughs> Next, uh, edibles. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I mean, it, look, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I mean, now you might have to have a whole day set aside, but I'm with it. I, look, sometimes, you know, as a soccer mom, your kids are on your nerves. You just have to take you an edible to get through the get day. Brownie. Yeah, no, I, I've had conversations with them. They told me I'm reporting live from Karen's kitchen. She, she didn't have a couple edibles. Don't think the Karen out in the suburbs don't got her edible game straight.
1: Listen,
0: okay, she out here with the extract and cooking the the marijuana and putting it in in the mix and giving it to her Karen friends. And so They're I'm with talking it. All kind of shit. Yeah, Are you yeah, kidding me? yeah. I get it. I'm with the edibles. Next, house music. I'm with it. I fuck with You're house with music. Everything you, yeah, no, I fuck with it. house music, man. Uh, but I'm an artist. That's true. Right? And, and there was a time, like, you know, as a young man, I, I would hit some raves with the homies. I get it. <sighs> Chicago, Chicago was hit hard on, on house music. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I Look, and so that's the div- diversity in the, in the music game. I fuck with house music. Um, oh. I fuck with a lot of different genres. Um, but if the setting is right, I'm a fan of music. And, of course, house music depends on the drugs you're doing, but that's a whole other story. Next.
1: As a, straight, as a straight woman, I would like to say that house music is superb at the gay club. It's an environment. It's a vibe. <laughs> if you're a straight woman and you want to have fun, just go to the gay club if you can tolerate the house music. It's going to be a great time. Moving next. on. Uh, the next Hold one. on one
0: sec. Before we do that, yo, my Uncle Lou is on. Shout out to my aunt. He jumped on. Six hey, of the hottest uh-huh. stocks. On the market are cannabis stocks. I'm trying to tell people y'all need to be investing in weed. If you're not, I don't know what to tell you. We, no, I mean, they're going to legalize we it. Be. Because the other thing is we're going to be at home more. I don't care what nobody say. When we come out of this pandemic, going to be a lot of people at home and, and you're going to need stress relievers. And it's a lot of self-medicating going on. So next. Therapy. I think it's needed for, if you think you need it, Like, I wouldn't hate on it. Uh, Matter of fact, I think people need it that probably don't think they need it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of... a lot of black people need it. Oh, yeah. It just goes about how you medic... uh, Not medicate, but how you go about your therapeutic ways. Some people self-medicate. A lot of times it's just managing one addiction to, right, offset the mental side that you got going on, whether it's... Sex addiction, alcoholism, uh, addiction to drugs, you know, marijuana, whatever. You know, a lot of times people are using that as therapy. I use music as therapy. I use, I use, you know, I, I use this as therapy. You know, for me, I would much rather do this and get a lot of things off my chest. Then to go talk to a therapist, because then I gotta oh. really tell him that I'm crazy, and I don't know if he's ready to hear that. We not next. <laughs> Last
1: two protecting black
0: women. I think it needs to be at the forefront of the next movement. I think I got a mama, I got sisters. You know what I'm saying? Nieces, nephews. I got family who are women. My mom was a strong black woman. And, you know, they do need to be protected. But they're strong themselves, you know. You know, I hope that we can work together with black women to protect them, you know. So I, I just, I don't even know why that should be a question because I think it should be normal. But for so long, it hasn't been. Next. Last one. Last one. Cuck holding cup holding. Cuck holding. Oh, cuck hold. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the squares in the, in the room, <laughs> cuck holding is when a man allows another man to pipe his wife or his lady. And he's aware of it. He's there. And
1: usually watches.
0: He's present to watch the cuck holding. Um, um, Once again, this is a fetish that I became aware of on Pornhub. Um, I didn't know what it was for a very long time until I saw it in a title. I was like, what is that? Then I had to go Urban Dictionary. I was out of the loop. Um, So, cuckolding. I am going to say whatever floats people's boats. Is okay with me. I don't, you know, I don't really judge people's sexual decisions as long as it's consensual and mutual between all said parties. It is what it is. Uh, at, at the root of it though, really a lot of it is, um, you know, African American men doing that thing, you know, and you know, oh, white that man the feeling. Thing. i never
1: thought it, about it
0: like that. Yeah, no, at the, at the crux of that is, is the uh. power that a black man holds. You know, and, and the truth is is, the psychology, at least in my opinion, right? Once again, I'm not a psychologist, people, but I'm just giving my opinion. My opinion a white man holds power over a black man by being present and watching him do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's a different type of power. I'm going to watch you do this, and I've okayed it. It's acceptable for me. And she loves it because usually we're, you know, we're perceived to be better lovers. You thought I was going to say well in doubt, but I've been told that, you know, it don't happen like that for all black men are all white dudes small. So, but that being said, you know, the stereotype is African-American men are better lovers uh, something that a white man and a white woman chose to purchase a black man to blow her socks out. It's a, huh. different, it's a different type of power. <clears throat> and, and I would, I would say, I wouldn't participate. That's not my thing. You know that I didn't wake up in the morning. You know, and if they said, "Yo, we, I want, I want to watch you smash my wife," like that's, you know, that doesn't excite me. You know, <clears throat> that isn't exciting for me.
1: Um, cost?
0: What you say? What
1: would the cost be? Of would course, be I was cost? about to
0: follow it up with a dollar amount. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of it would have to determine if this is a public video or not. Uh, mm. If it's in private, I might I might consider it for the right price. <laughs> in private,
1: you like, I'll do it for about a <laughs> $100.
0: It's just—it's not something I desire, though, man. Ain't nobody running around trying to trying to smash your chick. while you watch me? I mean, you can talk about stage fright. you know that's what I'm saying. Awkward. And what if she all into it though? Like, yeah, daddy. You yeah, know, that's a that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> and then what if he run up on her and he start trying to get active in the section, and he just whip out. You gotta go. Yeah, nah. I'm. I'm gonna have to pass on that. There. We 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 ended the show on a very very weird way, but look, it's hey, all about whatever. the dope dialogue. We are not afraid to have the discussion. Um, that being said, look, I once again we want to say thank you. We appreciate y'all jumping in here with us. Uh, you know, we're gonna continue to try and grow. We're gonna continue to try and get better. Uh, but we would like to say thank you for joining us. Dope Dialogue Podcast. I'm your host, Kennard for Brittany King, and we are out of there.
1: Bye.